Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Savvy Stylist Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Ms. Joye Williams. She and I go way back to our cosmetology apprenticeship days. She's on the podcast today to share her story, her experiences, and to give us some tips and strategies on how to get to salon ownership. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. As always, remember to leave a rating and review on Apple and let us know what you think. Welcome to the Savvy Stylist Podcast. I'm Cherie Marie, hairstylist, sewist, and lover of all things creative. Eight years ago, I turned my side hustle into my full-time business, and it has been one of the best decisions of my life. Every week, I'll share with you tips, stories, and strategies that will help you grow your beauty business, increase your business savviness, and shift your mindset. Ready to become a savvy stylist? Let's get to it. Joy A. Hello. <laughs> I am so happy to have you on the podcast. Well, I'm happy too. I'm very elated. I'm I'm nervous too. Don't be nervous. Okay, I'm Don't trying not to be. Just be you. Just be you. <laughs> Absolutely. We've been trying to get this together for a long time. Yes. And we finally have it all together. I'm happy to have you here. And we are live. We are in person talking to each other. So this is real exciting. Yes. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. I am so happy. Your salon is so beautiful, by the way. I'm so happy. Thank you. I am um, very proud of you. We've come a long way a long and way. this is amazing. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. So tell us who Joye Marie is. Hmm. Listen, Joye Marie still trying to figure out who Joye Marie is. <laughs> Oh, wow. Joye Marie is a um, salon owner of Salon J. Marie. Um, I am the mother of one daughter. Um, my salon is located in Southfield, Michigan. And uh, Joye Marie is just a hairstylist who is still building, um, still creating. And I just love to make other women feel good about themselves and bring confidence to each and every woman when they get out of my chair and even other stylists, teaching other stylists um, how to run their business and how to just navigate their purpose in life in this industry. That's good. That's amazing. I'm trying, girl. Listen, <laughs> I'm still amazing. navigating myself. So, mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm always talking about on the podcast that we should lift as we climb. So I'm glad you are helping other hairstylists. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel like somebody helped me. So I who who am I to um withhold my knowledge, my gift, and keep it to myself and not help somebody along the way. I feel like that's a waste of gift if you don't share. That's, so that is so true. And you know, you don't get blessings with your hands just open, always ready to receive and not to give. So that's my whole thing. All right. You preaching now. Now, okay, let me let me calm <laughs> down. That is so true. It's so true. I have the same mentality like somebody helped me. Yeah. And somebody that didn't know me from Adam helped Absolutely. Me. Absolutely. So I have to same here. help someone yep. else. So how did you become a hairstylist? What's your story behind becoming a hairstylist? Oh my goodness. So, 
To be honest, listen, I don't even know how I became a hairstylist because, and it's so funny because even my friends growing up, they're like, it's so funny to see you are a hairstylist, a for real hairstylist. Because even growing up, like I would be calling their moms or calling them like, can you do my hair? So it's something I kind of actually bumped into. Um, It's one of those things where you just bump into your purpose. Mm -hmm. It was like a hidden talent that I didn't even know I had. So originally I had... um, Went off to college, and I went to New Orleans, Dillard University, and, excuse me, I went to school for um, acting. I Hmm. auditioned, and I went to Dillard, and I had a scholarship to act, and then I ended up changing my major and went into mass communications, and then Hurricane Katrina hit, Hmm. and I came home. So were you there when the... Wow, I yes. didn't know that. Yes, I was there when Hurricane Katrina hit. I uh, When they told us to evacuate, one of my girlfriends had a car, mm-hmm. little Honda. This is a long story, <laughs> but I'm going to try to wrap it up. She had a little Honda Civic, girl, and they said a hurricane hit, so we hanging out with some guys, and we like, okay, well, we're just leaving the morning. they like, no, evacuate. We didn't know how serious it was because mm-hmm. they always have hurricane season. So we ended up going to pack, you know, a few little outfits because we thought we would be back in school. And so we pack a few little outfits and then we decide to drive to um, Texas and we stopped in Baton Rouge and then we went to Texas. And when we looked on the news and seen everything was underwater, our school was underwater. And wow. I had a skirt in my bag, a pair of flip-flops and... Maybe a pair of jeans, a couple of shirts, because I thought I was going right back. So everything I had took to school was was underwater gone. Wow. And my family um, helped me get back home. They got me a plane ticket, and I came back to Detroit. And I went to Wayne State for a semester um, during Hurricane Katrina. And while I was home, my father got really sick. Mm. And um, I didn't know that at that moment that that was the decline of his health. Um, so it was kind of like everything you don't know at the moment that it's God, mm-hmm. but he just, it's so strategic how he does everything. So my dad gets sick and then I think I'm still going back to Dillard, try to go back for another semester, did that semester, came back home and I said, mom, I want to, I want to try hair school. Wow. So my mom is like, okay, well mm-hmm. let's go for it. She's always supported my dreams. And so I decided I wanted to go to hair school. And when I said that, my a lot of my family kind of was disappointed in me. They're like, mm. your parents worked so hard for you to, you know, go to school and you want to do hair? I remember a church I was going to. It was so funny. My And, you know... No shade to anybody. It was, it was all, it all helped me. And um, my old pastor was like, hair. He laughed. It was a joke to him. Wow. And he was like, you're supposed to be Miss Dillard. You're going to do some hair. That's no, that's not what you're supposed to do. And it hurt me so bad that Uh, somebody laughed at my dream. And then your pastor on top of that. Listen. And I was like, wow, well, this is something I want to do. And my mom said, listen. If you want to do hair, just make sure you're the baddest hairstylist that's out if if you're going to do it. And I'm going to support you in everything you do. And she has. And she, man, when I tell you that's my rock. So I forgot one thing. So when Hurricane Katrina hit and I'm home at Wayne State, my father passed. Mm. He died. So I, I was supposed to be home during that moment because my father had transitioned. And so I decided to go to hair school and I went to Virginia Farrell. 
You went to the the oldie but goodie. Listen, old school. (laughs) The OG. Old school. They don't even have a Virginia Feral no more. So I went to Virginia Feral, honey. I didn't have a license to drive nothing. (laughs) But I went to Virginia Feral. And then my mom ended up losing her job. Mm. Um, She had worked at DMC for over 25 years. And she was helping me pay for hair school. And so Mm. uh, when she lost her job, I had to leave hair school. I couldn't afford it. Wow. Yeah, I know that feeling. It was like, okay, so what now? Mm. And that's... uh, how my journey began. I see. So much more. <laughs> but yeah, that's so a little bit of how more. it started. Yeah, I just kind of ran into you it. You know, we've been friends for years and I know we don't always yeah. stay in, in contact and, you know, we lose touch, but we always pick back up where yes. we left off. Yes. I think that's the beauty in friendship, though. Yes. I don't have to talk to my, my very, very good friends. And I have very, very good friends that I do talk to every day. My best friend, we don't skip a beat. You know what I'm saying? But my very, very good friends that I don't talk to every day, I notice how we'll pick up where we always left off Mm -hmm. and there's never any love loss. And even if we see each other on social media, we're still happy for each other. Um, I just think it's beautiful. So I don't have to talk to you every day, man. I'm just happy to see what you're doing. (laughs) This is amazing. Thank you. So I'm just like, you know, we, we don't talk that often, but I'm learning more about you just in this conversation here. Like I did not know you were, you know, down in New Orleans when Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina hit. Like, yes. I'm just, that's amazing. God spared you, saved Facts. you. Yeah. Yes, because we literally, you know, young kids, they don't take stuff serious. No, no. Now that I'm looking back on it, no. I would have been gone. We sitting around at a pool party, <coughs> hanging out, and not knowing that, no, this this whole city is about to go underwater. Wow. I'm talking about literally. I'm still just flabbergasted at that. Like, wow. That was something I have never, when I looked on the news and seen that, it was something that I was just like, I, Lord, what is this? Everything was underwater. And um, I lost all my little stuff that was down there, but I'm just grateful that my life was spared. I don't I, care about yes, that that's stuff. That's what I was going to say. Yes. yes. So, yep, I was there. So you went to Virginia Farrell, was unable to continue. And that's where your apprenticeship, cosmetology apprenticeship journey started. Because that's when I met you. Yes. So tell us about your apprenticeship journey. Oh, we. Okay, let's go there. (laughs) So uh, went to, so I'm I'm back home and I am out of hair school at this point. So I uh, began to assist as a shampoo assistant Mm -hmm. at a um, salon, the salon where you met me. We won't say the names, of course, but yeah, yeah, the salon where you met me. So there I was a shampoo assistant. I hadn't even started my apprenticeship. And um, that at that particular salon, there was a receptionist there and she heard one of her girlfriends were, she was opening up a salon literally right down the street Mm -hmm. from that salon. And her girlfriend didn't even know me, but her girlfriend was willing to do an apprenticeship with me. So we kind of met through her and uh, she did an apprenticeship with me. And she taught me so much in that apprenticeship uh, when I was doing it with her. And in between that apprenticeship, I had to find me a job because apprenticeships, you don't get paid. No, you do not. Literally, you're working for a license. Correct. And you're learning <laughs> technique and skill through that person, they're tech, they're uh, giving you tests. They're showing you the ins and out of the business. So she did that for me, and I also had a job at Payless. So I would go to my apprenticeship. When that was over, 
clock in at Payless next door, walked over there, mm. and I thought I was doing something when Payless gave me a key to the building. So, girl, <laughs> I was closing Payless down. Then I'll right. wait for my ride and the next day clock in again for my apprenticeship and go to Payless the next day. So I did an apprenticeship with her and then um, we had a disagreement. And in my immaturity, I didn't realize at the moment that I should not have left maybe. But mm. then maybe I should have because things wouldn't have turned out the way they turned out. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that as, you know. Everything happens for a reason. A lesson. Yeah, and a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had a disagreement, and so I'm mad. I'm like, um, you can just, I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. And when I said that, she was not playing with me. <laughs> Soon as I said that, she went to that phone at the desk, and she called the state and said, can you cancel this apprenticeship for Joye Williams? Mm. And reality set in, and I was like, okay. I left, and I sat for maybe... Six months to a year. Mm. And that's when I reached back out to the previous salon that I was at to see, could she do an uh, apprenticeship with me? So all the hours that I had spent at this salon, because I was there almost a year, almost done with my apprenticeship, was canceled. Wow. They did not transfer over. So I reached back out to the previous salon, and she had an apprentice already at the time. And she could not have two at the same time. When you're doing your first apprenticeship, you can't have two. You can only do one. So she was doing one with him. And then she asked a salon across the street, would he do the apprenticeship? This man did not know me. Another person who did Did not not know know me decided, hey, yeah, I'll do an apprenticeship with her. She just has to shampoo here half the day. And then she can come back over there and shampoo for you half the day. Because she had did a favor for me, of course I got to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how my second apprenticeship happened. And that's how I ended up finishing my apprenticeship. Wow. When I say uh, determination, <laughs> you was putting in that work. Listen, I always say this. Hair was the one thing that I stuck with. And it didn't give up on me and I didn't give up on it. Mm-hmm. Never, can see that. Can never see in a million growth. years yeah. would I have ever imagined like I would be a hairstylist, a salon owner, but hair was the only thing that um, I didn't give up on and it just literally did not give up on me. That's wow. when you know you've tapped into purpose. Yes. I totally agree with that. I, I am totally the queen of starting that. stuff and not finishing. <laughs> I agree with that. I can do that too. Oh, I hate that about myself. <laughs> yes. Like that. I'm, I'm just still like. I knew some of your story, but yeah. this is good. This yeah. is good. So let's fast forward to you being a salon owner. Okay. So from your apprenticeship, you you gained, you took your test, you got your license, and you decided to venture out on your own. Mm-hmm. When you ventured out on your own, were you renting a booth in a salon suite? A salon? Like, how did you get to salon ownership? Ooh. Oh. So when I... um. When I started out, first of all, it took me forever to even take my state board because I was that fear had set in. When you look at everything, so when I went to Virginia Farrell, they showed me how to pass the state board. Yeah. That's what hair school is for. So looking back, I'm grateful for that foundation. Mm-hmm. They taught me what to do. But then I get to the salon to do the apprenticeship. I'm learning how to do clients that I would have every day. Mm -hmm. So um, I ended up getting a salon suite 
mm-hmm. after my apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. But it took me so long to even get my license because I was just scared. But one day I just was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And when I went on the website, they wouldn't let me change it again anyway. So I, I had to take my to test. <laughs> so, and then the first time I took it, I passed. All right. My first, my practical, my, uh, the what is it? Practical theory. and theory. I passed them all the first time. So after that, um, I'm still working at the salon, even after I passed my test. And literally one day, we talked about this before we even got on. One day I was sitting there looking at my paycheck. I had finally got me a little car, y'all. So I get a little car (laughs) and the engine go out on my little car. So then I'm looking at my check one day at the salon. I'm like, man, this isn't adding up. Something's got to give. I have to... I need my car running, and I'm just not seeing the fruits of my labor. And so I remember looking at my check, and everybody's laughing and talking, and I can't hear them, but I can see them. But the only thing going through my head is, it's time for me to go. Every time it's time for me to make a move, it's like literally the Holy Spirit kicks in Mm -hmm. and tells me, this is what you got to do. And so in that moment, I decided to... um, call a lady who owned some suites. And I did that. And I had a suite when I moved out of um, being in a salon. I was on commission then. So I had my salon suite. And my salon suite was probably the size of a closet, my first one. I remember your first suite. It was, but I, when I tell you I decorated that bad boy sure like did. it was a, a, a mansion. <laughs> you sure did. I, I decorated. I had my little rugs, my shelves, and that's how I started my journey into being an independent hairstylist. And after I moved out of my closet, <laughs> I got a bigger room. And I was so proud of that room. And then after that bigger room, I got another. I got the biggest room. Mm-hmm. And so you couldn't tell me anything. I got the biggest room in the whole building because at this time we in suites. So I got I literally have the biggest room and it got to the point where that room it was it was like, nope, it's still you got this not enough. It's, it almost feels like the walls are kind of closing yeah. in on you. Like, I yeah. got to get out of here. Yes. I, I know what you mean. You get happy with it at one point, and then it's like, nope, this still ain't it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't put another decoration up. Don't do anything else because this is still not, not it. When I got that room, you could not tell. I was like, listen, I got a refrigerator. My <laughs> clients are going to come in. They have water. They have chips. They have uh, pop. Like, I made that room amazing. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where I I remember one of my clients, she tells this story every time. She's like, when I first started coming to you, she was like, you told me, like, don't even get settled here because mama looking for us a home. And I was like, dang, I said that. And she was like, yes. And she was like, literally, probably a couple months after that, you were like, I found us a home. And that's when I opened my salon. Wow. And do you know my salon that I opened was the salon that the guy did the apprenticeship with me at? Mm-hmm. That was his salon. And then here I come back around the block. I done spent around the block, girl, and came <laughs> and got the building. Space. Wow. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Literally. What I love about your story, you were determined. Yeah. You were proactive. Mm-hmm. You wasn't waiting for anybody to figure it out for you. Yeah. This is amazing, and this is going to inspire a lot of women. I pray it does. Yeah. That's my whole thing. I don't even, it's it's to the point, I don't care. It's not even about me. Mm-hmm. I want to help somebody 
And that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. That's why I really wanted to have you on here because you went through the trenches. Girl. Went through the struggle. And when I look at us now, it's like, ain't ain't God good? Yes, he is. Girl, we have... (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Struggling. Listen, why does this cap still ain't got nothing? But <laughs> we're doing a little bit better than we, we was. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we made a we made a joke before we started recording about Buzz Lightyear on Toy Story. Yeah, we were falling with style. Period. <laughs> and if but, I can do that, I that's all right. But it's yes, it's all good. God is good. Yes, He is. So, do you have any tips for? hairstylists who are debating like getting a suite versus owning a salon like there's a lot of responsibility that comes with owning a salon there's a lot of responsibility in a suite but Mm -hmm. when you look at your experiences would you have changed anything in terms of would you have already started with the suite or do you wish you would have just gone right into salon ownership oh no i i would not change not one thing about my story when you look at, when I look at how my story went, every piece is now fitting into a puzzle. Mm. And I literally, mm. that just came to me as I'm sitting here. Mm-hmm. This is how it's supposed to go. You do not despise your small beginnings. Mm-hmm. Now I realize that. I'm trying not to get teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's deep. Don't despise your small beginnings. Um... I remember I would, excuse me if my voice is a little shaky on this podcast, because I remember times where I would get so frustrated in my journey. Mm-hmm. And um, it was those times that I needed for now. Um, when I didn't make any money, sometimes you just not, that's the season where you're not supposed to make money. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to just learn. Yeah. And um, I would not change one thing about the journey. So, no, I would not go straight into salon ownership. Mm, mm-hmm. I would not. I wouldn't even go straight into getting my own suite. Mm-hmm. Because in the salon, you learn your, what, your skill. You can uh, feed off others' hairstylist energy. Mm-hmm. It's always something for you to learn. Don't think that you going in just because you already know how to do hair. Don't think that there's nothing you, you can, can learn. learn. That's good. Even, okay, say you know your skill. You're the baddest at cutting. You're the baddest at coloring. What about your customer service? Speak on it. How do you treat the clients? <laughs> and when you're working in a salon, not just your clients, but everybody that walked through that door, I tell my staff this. Just because that's your client doesn't mean that that's not mine either. It's our client. And so you treat everybody good because I am huge on customer service. When I go to a restaurant, I'm paying on, I'm, I'm paying on my experience. What is your experience? What is the experience like with you? I see so many hairstylists now that the attitude is just so bad. Yes. People come in the salon and it's not just about their hair. I hear people come to my salon because they love the spirit Mm -hmm. that's in my salon. Before I before I start my day, I am praying over the salon. Like, Lord, be there before I even get there. Let your spirit be there. Amen. And when I touch this lady, let her feel your touch. It has been times where people have just sat in my chair and cried because they hear I start the day off with inspirational music. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, God, you are the center of this and I want you to stay here. Amen. So I'm starting our day off with inspiration, inspirational music. And I remember doing a young lady's hair, a little girl's hair, and her mother sat on the sofa as she was waiting on her daughter. And she just broke out crying. She was like, this is getting to me. Mm. She was like, I ain't never been to a salon where I where they got this type of music playing. And she was like, and the music is speaking to me. Mm. There's times where I have somebody, a client sitting in my chair, and clients, we we therapists and everything. <laughs> yes, and we are. When you're a hairstylist, you're everything to your client. Yeah. You become their best friend. You sometimes you might become a mother to a young lady yeah, that's yes. in your chair. Yeah. So you just don't know. And if there's been times where I have had to pull a client to the back and I start praying for her. You don't know what is coming in the door. So there's always something you can learn um as a hairstylist. So no, I don't I don't suggest just going straight into a suite or straight into a salon, being salon owner. Um there's so much for you to learn. And I would say take your time. There's no rush. Mm-hmm. Nothing I always go by this. Rome was not built in a day. No, it wasn't. And we got to be mindful of that. You can't do everything right now. Yeah. And it took me a long time to get to that space. We want it now. We live in a microwave society where oh my we want God. everything right now. And we got to stop that. Yeah. Because it's not. And I and I still get like that sometimes. That's the human. That's human nature. You want it when you want it. Mm-hmm. But then you have to pull yourself back. Like, no, because if I have it right now, I'm not going to be ready for it. I'm going to lose it real quick. Mm-hmm. Just as quick as I got it. Yeah. And so it took me a long time to get where I am and I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm grateful for where I am. And so salon ownership is not for everybody. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm grateful that, hey, I've, it'll be going on five years now that my salon has been open and we're debt free. Amen. Debt free. That's good. Man. And coming through a pandemic, <laughs> debt free. That's amazing. And so it's just not for everybody. There are some times where I don't, I listen, I got some stories about being a salon mm-hmm. owner. You would be surprised. You're like, hold on, that's too much. I won't even tell some of the stuff that I haven't been through. People don't know it. the glitz and glam. You want to be your own boss, but guess what? It's not that easy. Yeah. Yeah. There's some perks to it. You make your hours and that that's fine. But then at the end of the day, you still got to clean them toilets. Mm. I was in here doing that yesterday. Yeah, I don't have nobody to come clean my salon. That's an expense I'm not paying for yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't mind cleaning my salon. I'm proud to do it. Absolutely. It's it's a blessing. And sometimes that's my time to be up there by myself. And sometimes I'm just playing my music. It's it's therapy for me sometimes. Mm. So I don't mind doing it. And so sometimes people don't, they don't want to clean their own toilet. (laughs) Who want to do that? You know, there's been times, y'all... I'm I'm about to be real transparent. Okay, go ahead. So I'm in an area, it's a nice area, but it's a lot of foot traffic. Mm -hmm. People, there's different type of people that live in that area. I know I'm not in the city city, but I'm still in a popular area. So every type of person coming through there and I'm in an alleyway. And there have been times where I've pulled up and men are sitting in my parking lot drinking their drink because a liquor store is next door Mm, mm -hmm. and i as a woman you have to be careful so i'm like hey can you please not drink here or whatever and i remember one day i'm dry i'm backing out i'm like i know that's not what i think it is on the ground you're not even about to believe what i'm about to say sherry you see i'm like (laughs) no it ain't no liquor bottle on the ground it's human feces Uh -uh. on the ground yeah 
Somebody has done that. Who gonna get it up? Oh my god! You wanna know who got it up? Me. You had to go out there and get it up. Girl, I don't even want to touch mine. <laughs> so, and I'm not. <laughs> you gotta get a shovel. You just, you figure it out. Yeah. Those are the things that people don't see that that happens. Yeah. What do you do when you have a whole salon and the staff and the air goes out or the lights go out? Mm. You got to figure it out. Yeah. Salon ownership is not for everybody. If everybody owns a salon, who going to work in the salon? Mm-hmm. You know, it's everybody just... Everybody can't be the Everybody, chief. no. Everybody want to be a boss. <laughs> you know, that's the new thing. Yeah. And it's just like, I that doesn't matter to me anymore. Like, yes, I've done it. And God allows me to continue to be a salon owner and continue to show people. I have an apprentice myself now. I'm teaching somebody. And if that's what the plan is, then I'll stick to it. And if the plan changes, I'm open to it. I don't have any shame. I've, I've, I came, I saw, I conquered. And that's where I'm at with it. That's good. And that's a good place to be because that's uh, peace. Yes. Yes, it is. And, um... That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Now, you said something that was interesting because, you know, sweets is all the rage. Yeah. Now, that's the new thing. Everybody wants a sweet. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned that when you work in a salon, you feed off of other stylists' energy. Yes. You learn things. And you own a traditional open floor plan salon. Yeah. And I had decided to open an open floor plan salon, mm-hmm. just being real, because it's cost effective. Absolutely. And because I, I miss... That atmosphere. Yes. I have been in a suite by myself for eight years. Mm. Wow. So I'm like, I need to be around that energy. Yes. I want to open the door and smell all the hair products and hear the blow dryers. I love it. Like more than just one. Yes. So what do you think about, how am I trying to phrase this question? You've pretty much already answered it. Mm -hmm. It's feeding off of that energy. Yeah. So I'll just make a statement. It is so important for new hairstylists, especially. Yes. To experience a open floor plan salon before jumping into a suite. Absolutely. You need that experience. Because even as an apprentice, we were apprentices together. Yes, we were. But you were ahead of me in your program. Mm -hmm. I learned from you. Wow. You helped me prepare for my state board exam. Wow. <laughs> I remember it was a way you used to kind of curl your, your silk press clients mm-hmm. where it was kind of like a feather, that yeah. little twirl to it. <laughs> I was like, I like that. Oh, my goodness. So when I first went out on my own in the suite, I was doing that. Yes. But I got that energy and that technique from you. Wow. So I want to tell any new hairstylist that's listening. Wow. Even if you're a seasoned hairstylist, it's so important to work in a traditional hair salon because you need that experience, you need that energy. Yes. And you need to keep learning yes. and soaking it in. Yeah. I I you know what? I was just saying the other day to um a couple of the girls in my salon. I I've, I've been going to the hair salon since I was 2. Mm. literally and I may have been younger than that my mom like she could comb my hair but she was just a woman she kept her hair appointment and I was going to kitty salon Mm -hmm. back in the day it was off seven mile girl I'll never forget it and ever since then I have always been in the salon and I just remember the salon being a place for women yeah and I missed that. Like, that was a huge thing. We didn't have no sweets and stuff back in the day. In the 90s and mm-hmm. all that, early 2000s, there wasn't no sweets. <laughs> this is a new thing. And I get it. Things change. Things evolve. I love it. But the 
the history of barbershops and salons go way, way Way back. back. And I I think that's something that we have forgot about. Mm -hmm. History always repeats itself in fashion, in everything we do. But the salon and the barbershop mean so much to the black community. Yes. And we have taken that out. Like, we forgot about that. Mm -hmm. We got all this new stuff. And this new stuff is very good. Like, I love my online booking. It saves my life. I don't have a receptionist. I don't need that. So we have the online booking. But the black salon, this is a place where women can go. They let their hair down. They get away from their kids. They get away from their husband. They get away from their jobs. And they come here and they let go of everything that the world outside of that that door has done to them. Mm-hmm. And they they sit back and relax. And they tell their secrets. And they ask for advice. And we give advice. Yes. This is the only place that they that they come that they let their hair down. Mm-hmm. Literally and figuratively. L- listen, yeah. literally. They let their hair down. Yes. And it should be a place that they can go where they can talk to other women. It's a place to network. Yes. You don't know who's sitting across from you in the salon. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. a place to network. It's a place to just talk to other women. They may not have that when they leave there where yeah. some women don't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. But you come to the salon and the woman next to you getting her hair doing or getting her hair done or the lady that's sitting at the dryer, y'all, y'all talking about different stuff. And I think we have gotten so far away from that. Yes. And I am not against sweets. I love them. Yeah, it was a beautiful experience. Yes, me. it's yeah. personal. I have clients who did enjoy my suite, you know, where sometimes they don't want everybody to see yeah. the process yeah. of them getting their hair done and they don't want to hear everything that's going on in the salon you know it just depends on the atmosphere you set yes i don't have a salon where somebody busting out and twerking <laughs> and using foul language oh no we're not doing that yeah. you know and then, and i have a barber but my barber he makes sure that his clients stay in line if mm-hmm. if a cuss word come out hey man chill out <laughs> you know you can't you mm-hmm. got the ladies mm-hmm. but now my barber he's not even there when we're working because of covid so he's there on certain days and then my hairstylist, we're there on certain days. Okay. So it just works. But I just feel like we've gotten so far from that. Yeah. And even, like I said, the energy exchange between hairstylists is so much for you to learn. Yes. Yes. And I, it's funny. I saw a meme uh, a f- few days ago and, and it, it said, like, my hairstylist and I, we're in a room with a flower wall and a ring light. And girl. it's like, girl, what is we doing? What is it? What is it? <laughs> She was basically like, we I didn't miss this so much. <laughs> we ain't had no ring lights. What is this? And those flower walls. It's Girl, cute. It's I'm tired. The client, from the client perspective, for some clients, it's like, I miss that energy. Yes. The open floor salon. And I, so. I want to, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to open some suites and that very, that very well may be something that happens in the future. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I am at the point where I am just like, Lord, whatever you want to do with the plan of Joy A's life, do it. Yeah. And so if that is something, then that'll be a thing. But I love open floor. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I would. Um, but I, I love open floor salon. It just depends on the energy that you have going on in your salon. Yeah, you have to set the tone. You do. You really do. You set the tone. Well, this was good. Yes. Very, very good. And in closing... I, I know you've focused heavily on God mm-hmm. and we know that we should keep God first Absolutely. in all that we do. Absolutely. I just want you to share with our listeners why it's so important to keep God first 
and to give any tips you may have to help them on their journey to salon ownership if that's what they choose to do. Wow. Um, This is why it's important to keep God first. You are not always going to feel motivated. People don't show the, uh, they don't post on social media the hard moments where you feel like giving up. Mm. And so in those moments where you feel like giving up, when you're scared, where you feel like, okay, am am I going to survive in this business? You need something. You need a a source that's going to keep you lifted. Mm -hmm. And that source for me has been God. When I started my salon, it was nothing but God. I didn't have a dime. Mm. So where did all this come from? How was I going to furnish my salon? How was I going to find staff? And it literally all came. People came from everywhere. Here's $500. Here's this. Here's this. Mm. And then to see that happen and to see my salon never go without a chair being empty. Who could do this but God? I didn't have to look for anybody. They came. They came. Yes. And so when I see things like that, I'm like, this is God. Mm -hmm. And so I told him when I opened my doors, this is yours and you take it and do what you want to do with it. And that's what I keep in mind. This is yours. And God, I need you. Without you, I can't do this. He has literally been my strength. So in those moments where you feel fearful, you feel like you're you're doubting yourself, you feel like, you know, I don't know if I can handle it anymore. You have to have something that will keep you focused and that will strengthen you. And God is the source. God is it. He is it, man. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me. This is going to bless people. That's my prayer. This is good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Savvy Stylist Podcast. If you've become more savvy as a result of this podcast, do me a favor. Take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. Go to Apple or Spotify, leave a rating and review. Screenshot this episode and share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to tag me so that I can personally thank you for tuning in. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you next week.